Welcome to the sixth episode of Minimax in Space. Now being brought to you twice a month as we have hit our Patreon goal. A big thanks to everyone who helped us achieve that. And now, a recap of Session 5. After doing some investigation, the crew has learned that the terrorist who attacked them is being held prisoner in the Eoxian Embassy. They spend some time devising a strategy to shoot their way in when they are contacted by Baru Lor, a diplomat at the Eoxian Embassy who invites them in. Eventually, they go have a meeting with Ambassador Lor. While there, they demand to see the prisoner, which he acquiesces to. They get some information from him, but it's not very helpful. They do, however, learn a little bit more about the First Eoxian Order, an Eoxian nationalist terrorist organization who seems to be outgunning for them, and were also the ones utilizing the Drift Leech factory the crew blew up in Episode 3. The crew convinces Ambassador Lore to hand the prisoner over to the stewards. Meanwhile, the crew receives information about the next Drift Leech factory, which is on the sun. They decide to head to it. On the way there, Varrican gets a little trigger-happy and kills the terrorist. They also hit level 3. Clap course. Hi, hi, Captain. Alright, so it looks like it's- Not even on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on the bridge. Curse casting, curse casting. Anyway. <laughs> I just love- that's canon. That is all the space oh. noises in the world. That's all of them right there. <laughs> The Rune Drive huh. powers up. <laughs> so, new course plotted. Captain Vale, what do you do when the uh, stewards from Castravel uh, contact you about well, this uh, prison transfer? Immediately after uh, I get word or, you know... Uh, Picture message verification meme, from Varrican. Meme verification. <laughs> I got I got meme ver- verification from Varrican uh, that the prisoner was in fact terminated. Uh, I think immediately after that, I would contact the Castrovellian stewards and advise them of the situation. The prisoner is dead. Yes, we're not properly equipped to handle prisoners of this magnitude so when he resisted we had no choice but to put him down do you have any idea how much paperwork this is going to incur well are you going to be the one doing the paperwork or am i we both are well then let's drown in it together Uh, all right now send you the forms sorry god damn it I gotta fill these damn things out. Hang up with so them. many of them. Just enough to like like just enough to not have to like roll a bluff check <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about our level officially, David? No. I don't think we have. So Vale's time is going to be spent in his quarters doing paperwork. Specifically during this time, Vale's magical abilities or his ability to to uh, reach with a larger grasping hand into alternate realities, he pulls in somebody that he sees as a friend from an alternate reality, his mm. little his shadow wolf. And as he's doing 
his paperwork throughout the day during his breaks, he expends one of his summoned creature spells to bring the shadow wolf into existence and play with him for, at this point, three rounds. That's nine, no, 18, 18 seconds. That's part of his break. That's Although, a very disappointing pet. 18 seconds, boy. I know, that's <laughs> all we get. Fetch once. It used to only be uh, 12 seconds. We're getting we're getting up there. But yeah, that's that's what Vale's doing on the trip to uh, <clears throat> Corona. Yeah, Kirsch will spend the rest of the time studying up on a few different things. Um, he's going to put a lot of time into learning how to do computers. Like he's just like taking hacking 101 and <laughs> just pouring over that. And then um, also taking some time, basically doing the same thing with engineering, just kind of looking over some mechanic manuals and stuff like that. Essentially, it's taking skill synergy again. So I'm going to have skill synergy twice. I think Varrican would be like trying to get his trick attack to be better because when he does it, he essentially just tries to turn invisible for a second and run and get that shot off. But So are you saying you're playing hide and seek? Yeah, basically. So I'm just like running constantly, turning invisible, trying to get like a good shot off and practice aiming and stuff like that. And then like meticulously disassembling every gun that he has, cleaning it, putting it back together, you know, just like practicing over and over again, drawing his weapon, everything like that. Because I took quick draw as my feet. Yeah, I I took quick draw also. Yeah. So it takes a few days and you reach the sun. As you do, you come to the burning archipelago and Dawnshore. Dawnshore is the spaceport on the sun. And it is a big, cool city. Well, not necessarily cool. Probably pretty hot because it's in the sun. But it is inside a magical dome that nobody understands. It is a uh, special kind of place. And there are these tunnels that you can pass through from bubble to bubble. There are several different bubbles. Dawnshore is the biggest one, as it was the priests of Serenre that first discovered this area and colonized it. So it's kind of not run by the Seren Serenrites. Seren Serenrites. Serenites. Serenites. I think. But yes, they take kind of a hands-off approach, but they are there, and they do what is necessary. So you pull into Dawnshore. Uh, it is easy enough to find a place to park your ship. When you do bring your ship into port, there is a, uh, a harbor master who asks you to donate to the Temple of Serenray to obtain a dock. Hello, uh, Har- harbor master. What's his name? Uh, Harry. Harry the harbor master. Harry harbor master. Uh, is it a requirement to dock, Harry? It is not a requirement. I toss him ten credits. How much? Ten. Thank you, sir. (laughs) May the goddess of the sun be kind to you. I'm going to look over at Kirsch and kind of cock an eyebrow at him. Uh, Can I do a culture check to know how much we're supposed to give him? (laughs) Sure. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 16 on the deck, 27. If you are not a very poor person, which is unlikely that you would be because you have a ship, it would probably be reasonable to expect to pay, like, at least, like, 50 credits a day. Kind of look at the captain, like, 
use that mind link thing again and I'm like <laughs> uh captain I think you just insulted him <laughs> oh sorry sorry I pressed the I forgot the zero there and I send him a hundred credits we'll be here at least for the next two days perhaps more but we'll readdress donations at that time Ah, thank you, Captain. That is very kind of you to donate to the Church of Serenray in such a way. May your visit here at Dawnshore and the sun be extraordinary. Thank you, Harry. Gosh, get this man off my screen. (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Don't. Turn it off. Turn it off. I still hurt. Gotta gotta get better at this. You should have took a feat in that and comms. <laughs> I'm assuming Kershk is, is my comm guy. Is that where we've landed? Yeah. Okay, good. It, I it, mean, would, be, I, it would be I funny guess. if it was Mr. Bubbles, but... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, maybe at, like, 12th level when I can speak to him like Barry can. Hey, but I got a question. Yo. Can I make a culture check to determine, like, the... I don't know, like the seediness ratio of the burning archipelago. Like, like if we're talking like Mos Eisley, the Death Star, like <laughs> where does it fall in that realm of like places to be? Sure, go you ahead and make your culture check. Yeah, absolutely. I love how that's your range of measurement. I feel like that was good. Oh, it was very good. good. Yeah. That was very good. Everybody knows what die. you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. 13 on the die for 23. Okay, so 23 would certainly be well enough. I mean, this is one of the major places to be in the packed worlds. It completely depends on which bubble you're in. So a place like Dawnshore or Fireside or Verdian, those are all really nice places. Corona, Asanta Town, not necessarily so much. Okay. All right, so you have docked at dawn shore within the burning archipelago on the sun from there what do you wish to do fight something no mr bubbles <laughs> mr bubbles just walks up to the first person he sees and punches him <laughs> uh, i mean it could be fun i mean I, I i'm trying to in my head visualize when zoriel docks I always am perpetually in fantasy mindset and am looking for like, you know, platforms into the air that you pull up to, but is yeah. that what this is? Absolutely. It's just like a normal ship dock. Yeah. Yeah. Big platforms that you'd pull your ship up to. Absolutely. Well, we have security measures for this. Lock down the ship and let's go talk to the dock master. Oh, did we get rid of the corpse by the way, or did we just is it still in the slave quarters? I feel like we just did space. Yeah. We got space, man. That's true. <laughs> space in what, five days? What do we do with this body? <laughs> I kind of regret shooting him then because I just sort of ejected him out of the side. Why, why, well, yeah, why did you waste the bullet? Would have been much more terrifying. I don't know. Well, if you eject him into space, you have to remember that do Eoxians survive in the vacuum of space? Oh, yeah, true. he was undead, wasn't he? Also, don't let that shit just float around in space. That guy knows things. You made the right call, Varrican. Now, what's the bullet, anyways? Well, Captain, where do you want to go? I'd like to figure out the best way for us to get to <clears throat> Corona. And then, well, obviously, figure out how to get onto the Brass Bazaar. 
Is there like a tour guide somewhere? So you could certainly <laughs> yes. In the um, and we're looking for an information booth. You find uh, digital digital pamphlets. Uh, we are here. Oh. Basically, you just go up to it and you like hold up your own personal device and you click the button there on the digital pamphlet you want and it pops up on your own personal device. They can tell you all about any different area that you want to know about within the Burning Archipelago. God, that's right. I don't need to look for an information board or anything. I can just, just go to burningarchipelago.com. Exactly. <laughs> God, my brain is just so rooted in fantasy. I'm having a hard time. I love I love the sci-fi. I love fantasy, but I also love sci-fi. Okay. So, yeah, I just want to go to the information site. Like, is there a BB train that we can take through the tunnels? How do you travel through the tunnels? Is it like some sort of transport platform? Are you walking through the tunnels? What are we What are we looking at here? Yeah, you can do gather, they're, Yeah, they're just tunnels that you can, like, fly through or whatever. Yep, you can take uh, you can take transport through. Sure, there would be there would be like shuttles that you could take. You could get a taxi. You might even be able to take your own personal shuttle that you have. It is a yacht. So no. Oh my God, we have the Sherav. Yes. I spent lots of credits on that thing. Everybody, hop on. You have a and then the Sherav. Everybody, hop in the Sherav. I don't know what I want to call it. I got to come up with an acronym that's appropriate to us come up with that in the later what's uh what's a recognizable sheriff name i was just gonna call, call, call it sherry <laughs> <laughs> sherry everybody hop on sherry sherry like the dessert wine or Baby. i like that <laughs> so then the question is uh do you want to go anywhere specific or simply to the brass bazaar i guess i should point out you were given the idea from you asked questions of commander kuthari she suggested contacting the corona artifact divers hq because you need to find a way to somehow get underneath the brass bazaar and that's a steward organization right it is not a steward organization no they are basically sun spelunkers and didn't we get like a contact from the guy that we offed in the tiny cabins of the Zurio. I feel like we like he may have given us a piece of information in regards to he gave us information on how to contact some of the feo that is around in, in, a, in an attempt to beg for his life he said he could help you contact them if you kept him alive what do we do to him you shot him in the head yep where is he now dead in in, in space yeah Mm. we can go back and get him if you guys want (laughs) I just felt like being a dick about it like what happened to that guy where is he (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe our lawful good character Kirsch would murder an innocent like that complaint has already been registered with the captain (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna kill you All right. Uh, so, like, what do we know about where we found the ping? It was in. It was underneath the tunnels, right? It's or the under, bubbles? Yeah, it's essentially. Well, it's in the bubbles. Um, everything's in bubbles here because you couldn't survive without them. But it is underneath the brass bazaar, which is in the bubble known as Corona, and Corona is special because it's broken. It has weaknesses at the top and bottom, which uh, cause solar radiation to leak in. So it's actually a very dangerous place to go unless you are some kind of fire elemental. And mostly it is fire elementals that have shops in the Brass Bazaar with all kinds of weird things. 
So the first thing we need to do is to make sure that we are able to properly protect ourselves against the environment. We did requisition suits from Commander Kuthari. She said she'd see what she could do. Yeah. There's an outpost here, so then I think we should just check in with the stewards. Maybe that's the best first option. That's a good call. There we go. Vale is suddenly struck with the right idea. Let's go to the steward outpost and check in, see what we can get from Kathari before we go forward. That would be on Dawnshore, so it would not be difficult to get to. So you follow your GPS, and you're able to navigate the uh, sherry to the steward outpost here on Dawnshore. It's not very big. There's not a ton of space in the Burning Archipelago. It is limited. There is no expansion possible. So it's a small office, but it is there. Well, I'm probably not going to be the best person to talk to these guys, so I'll let you guys take the lead. No problem. I would imagine Kursk and Vale would probably be up front. Sure. Does everybody go in? Yeah. All right. Can Bubbles, can you take a look up to Sherry for me? The nod. Thank you. And Kursk is still in, like, his full Starfinder medical uniform. I don't know what everybody else wears, but... You're still Starfinder? Or not Starfinder, but... Steward. Steward medical uniform. At least one person sticking to the Star Trek thing that I had in mind. <laughs> I should have figured the rest would just become space pirates. I mean, we, we get closer every day. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm wearing a badge or something from the stewards. Something. Something that shows that they hired me to do something. I mean, veil wearers like gold-trimmed blue robes. But I would imagine the stewards' symbol would be emblazoned on them somewhere. I mean, it's mostly my, my get-out-of-jail-free card, right? <laughs> of course I got that fucking badge on, yeah. I am the like, only, like, actual star or steward member. Everybody else is just right. a mercenary that's been... Contracted out. Contracted in. <laughs> I feel like Varrican's like that dude who dressed up as an FBI agent on Halloween, and all of a sudden he just flashed his badge all the time. He's like, freeze! <laughs> <laughs> the, the quick flip? Flip yeah. open, flip open. <laughs> Everything's okay here? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. I'm an FBI officer. It's fine. Yeah, officer. <laughs> you just shot a prisoner. <laughs> well, if we weren't on lists before, we're all on lists now. Mm-hmm. You enter the office. It is a nice-looking but basic office. Um, There is no real receptionist. There's just kind of a few people working here. Uh, You see a couple of smaller offices within the building. That's what you've got. As we walk in, Vale, having Kirsch at his side, walks in and goes, Captain Vale, checking in. I'll be right with you. Okay. Are you trying to be Scottish or is he coming? Yes. Both. And out from one of the offices walks a strange sight. More strange than many of the aliens you encounter. It is a dwarf. Ah, I was just going to say it's a dwarf. I mean, it's got a Scottish accent. Of course it's a dwarf. (laughs) Right, no joke. It's the only thing they know how to do. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Sergeant Strong in the arm. Hey, can I help you? I'm sorry, Sergeant. What now? Strong, Strong in the arm. Strong in the arm. All right. I definitely uh, didn't lift it from the Discord books. Strong in the arm. Good. Uh, Vale, 
I can imagine is roughly the same height as Sergeant Strong in the Arm? Sergeant Strong in the Arm. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, hello, Sergeant. Bill sticks his hand out. Oh, he, he, with his walking cane, Bill's a, you know, frail rat, and he holds his hand out. Hello? How can I help you? He shakes your hand very roughly. Ah, yeah. Yes, uh, Sergeant. We may have, or sorry, you may have received communication from uh, a commander, Kuthari. Right, um, I, I did. I did. About our arrival. We intend to travel to the Corona and we need proper equipment to do so. Ah, uh, are you with the Cesarial? Yes, we are with the Zuriel. Right, I was told to expect the Cesarial. Uh, yes, silent, Zuriel. Cesarial? No. Zuriel. Cesarial. Does the sun make everyone stupid here? What's going on? Good. Okay, yes, the Cesarial. Okay. Uh, yes, that is us. I, I am um, happy to offer you any assistance I can. Um, I don't have any to offer. I'm sorry, what? I don't have any radiation suits here. None. No. Do you think I'm going to go to Corona? To the Brass Bazaar? It's not a place for skinned folk like us. I understand, but this needs to happen. How come you roll the R in radiation, but not in Bazaar? Brass Bazaar! <laughs> Are you happy now, you Brenari bastard? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, I'm, give, I'm just giving you shit. I knew it was Zariel the whole time. Damn it. Where can we find something that would help us accommodate the atmosphere? Right. I have arranged a meeting for you. We, oh. The Corona Artifact Divers HQ. Two of their members will be there to help you. Oh. When you say there, do you mean... In Corona, at their headquarters. See, here's the thing. When you're on Corona, it's only in the center where you have problems. So if you stay around the edge, you're all right. And their HQ is around the edge. So you go to Corona and you just stay around the edge. And you don't go in the center. And you'll be okay. There, seek them out. And they'll give you a hand. Well, then, Sergeant Strong on. Strong in the arm. Right? Yes. Uh, if you don't mind sending Commander Kuthari a message that we've come through, I appreciate your assistance if you don't mind sending us the uh, Outlook invite for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, no, you'll want to go meet them in person because they'll need to give you like some radiation suits. I don't know what they're going to charge, but I've got a friend there. His name is Archie Featherstone. He's a gnome of all things. And he's got a mate named Milton Squires. He's one of your kind. My, my, my kind. Correct. Ah, he's an Isaki. What's his name? Milton Squires. Yeah, I doubt it. You doubt okay. that his name is Milton Squires or well, that he's an Isaki? No, that, that that's his name. Well, he may have been adopted. I don't know. We'll see. He said a different name just a minute ago. Right, Archie Featherstone is the gnome. Milton Squires is the Isoki. Gotcha. I should listen better. It's okay. Oh, it's all right. Hey, why am I saying that in his voice? <laughs> why, why did I say anything in his voice? You don't actually talk. What was the other person's name? Archie Featherstone? Yep, I have him. That's the gnome. And Milton Squires. 
Which, as Tyler is trying to point out, is not a normal Yosoki name. (laughs) It is not. Uh, It might be the one he goes by because no one can pronounce his regular name. Stronger, when you said that meeting again, I... It, my outlook is loading right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he sends you the uh, coordinates to that location, and also that it doesn't matter when you show up, they're just waiting for you there, or no. they expect to see you whenever you show up. Oh, it's an all-day event, I should have known. I missed that. It looks like 8 a.m., <laughs> but it's actually all day, because I was too tired to right. difference. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> oh, God, me too. <laughs> Why is work brain coming <laughs> So we're going to go to the edge of Corona, where we're going to find the... Corona Artifact Divers HQ. Got it. I thought you said the top and the bottom of Corona was unstable. Correct. Um, but it only affects, like, this, the centermost part of Corona. It oh, which is probably the Brass Bazaar, which right? Which is the Brass Bazaar. Yeah, I said the picture. it is. Okay. Okay, so, oh my, this is, this changes everything. So we're in Dawnshore. How the hell do you actually enter this fucking place? So you'll see that there are those little tunnels that they, on the map, they're represented by like little shocky red things. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, those almost like tunnels. Those look like shocky red things. <laughs> <laughs> Like you have to like be teleported across them or something. Do we want to check out the Abadar Corp hypermarket before we go into the Brass Bazaar? I mean, fuck. Fuck Abadar. <laughs> well, I realize in, this, in Starfinder, Abadar Corp is. I was gonna say Abadar. Like Corp. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everything that sells other things. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be a bad idea, but if this. Corona Artifact Divers HQ is going to be supplying us with things we might want to maybe see what they have for us first. That would just be my initial reaction, at least. Well, we have to go through either Asana Town to get to Corona or go through the hypermarket anyways. So, because we have to take those bubbles in order to get there. Church of the Burning Mother? That sounds super ominous. Let's not go there. Yeah, I like super ominous. I feel like we're gonna get stopped, like you know, like fucking Scientologists on the street. <laughs> well, with just with stop you with Kirsch's check that you made earlier, culture check. Uh, I did mention that some of the shadier places are Corona and Asana Town. Uh, what you would know, Kirsch, is that Asana Town is entirely Lashunta. People don't know a whole lot about what goes on in Asana Town if you're not a Lashunta. Um, it is seen as kind of a seedy place. But Church of the Burning Mother, Mother is just their version of the Church of Serenity. Boring. I was hoping for people burning. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it's all up to you guys. I mean, I have 2,200 credits to spend, so if there is a chance for a higher level weapon, I'm not going to take that. Well, we'll take that before we go into uh, the factory. I don't have a ton of credits because I, I spent a bunch of them on Sherry, but if you guys have something that you want to set up, that's cool. Or do we want to check out the Church of the Burning Mother? So then, David, what yep. level items maximum would we find in Avatar Core Hypermarket? You know, at the sun. For you, would be able, you would be able to purchase your level plus two here. Which would be fifth level items. Correct. Benzie, did you find spe- something specific that uh, Varrican wants to buy going through the uh, 
Abadar Corp sphere? Uh, I mean, I did see a stalker sniper rifle that looked pretty sweet, but... What level is it? Level four, I thought. Are you missing credits? No, I'm pretty set on those. I just don't know if I want to buy it. The only reason I kind of want to is just because it is, uh, you can disassemble it and you can hide it in a cheek pouch. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds awesome. I like it. Of course you do. <laughs> Duh. I don't see any reason why we don't go through the hypermarket and just yeah. see things. I mean, if Eric wants to buy something when we go through the hypermarket, it's going to be likely a safer route. Yeah, likely a safer route over Asana Town. Yes, certainly. All right. So it's easy enough. You're able to drive your ship uh, through, well, not ship, but your little shuttle transport thing. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry. She has a name. She has a name now. You're able to drive Sherry through the streets and the tunnels, and you can come into the Abadar Hypermarket. It looks extremely well-made, very neat, very clean. There's a lot of security around here. I'm good. Well, we're stewards, so we got nothing to hide. Can we just drive right through? You can if you wish. I don't see any reason why we don't. All right, you drive right through and you come out in the southwest part of Corona. You know that just to your northwest would be the Corona Artifact Divers HQ. You can get there without too much trouble. We can like enter into the Corona. Is there like, is this sphere like, does the atmosphere look volatile? Is it highly obvious that the center is dangerous? Like what, what sort of like visual cues do we get on that? It's certainly somewhat warmer in here than it is in other places, though not necessarily a, by a ton. Uh, it's really, if you were to get into the Brass Bazaar, you would see all the effects, but you can't even see the Brass Bazaar, uh, you know, from the edge. You'd have to actually get to it to be able to see it. Got it. Let's head right over to the HQ. All right. So you head over to the Corona Artifact Divers HQ. It is a strange looking building. It's almost as though it's been designed after old buildings of, of civilization. It looks very uh, ancient, classic almost. Uh, there is a large old fashioned knocker on the door. <laughs> Quaint. They knock on the door with the knocker. It takes only a moment, and the door opens up, and you are met by a gnome. He is small, he has green hair, and he introduces himself as Archie Featherstone. Hello, Mr. Featherstone. Captain Dale of Zuriel. This is my crew, Varrican, Kursk, and Mr. Bubbles. Ah, yes, yes. Sergeant Strong in the arm said you'd be coming. Yeah, we talked to the dwarf. Yes, yes, welcome. You're all stewards, I take it. Uh, yes, I show him my badge. Quick flip. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Come in, come in. We've been expecting you. I walk past him. As you enter in, you do see a few people milling about. So if you come with me, I will take you to where we can get you all fitted for radiation suits. Ah, you do have the proper environmental protection. Thank you. Oh, yes, yes, of course. For a small fee, we'd be happy to rent it to you. Well, then, let's talk about that fee. Yes, yes, it's uh, a thousand credits to rent. That's uh, 250 credits per person. Uh, plus another 2,000 as a security deposit. <laughs> Just gotta be safe. Well, we will have the funds for you, to be certain. 
You don't have them now. Three thousand credits. We need three thousand credits. Three thousand credits. But he just said a thousand total, plus a two thousand credit security oh. deposit. Uh, Mister, what was your name? Archie Featherstone. Oh, yeah, Mister Featherbottom. Uh, I d- do d- declare that your security deposit is double of what your rental fee is. Uh, I don't understand. I could buy the equipment for this cost. I, 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 I mean, you could, but, but but who would make sure that you know how to use it properly? And, 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 and who who would lead you there? We have search engines. We can look up a video to show us how to use it properly. I, this, is I, the, this is the burning bazaar. There's there's much radiation. You you need our help. You need our help, friend. To do what? To, to put on the suits and walk out there? What are, what services do you offer for a 2,000 we'll credit security deposit? We'll be your guides. We'll take you there. You, Mr. Featherbottom? Uh, me, Archie Featherstone, and my friend, Milton Squires. The both of you. Who is this Milton Squires? I need to see that I have 2,000 credits worth of value from this transaction. He's in the equipment room. Let us go meet him. Mm. So he takes you to the equipment room. You go through a few hallways. Again, the interior of this building is very strange. It is decorated as like an ancient residence. There are carpets hanging from the walls. What's that? There's like these glass fixtures hanging from the ceiling with weird lights in them. It's very strange. There's this brown substance with like grains on it that trim things. Very odd. You're describing a, a Victorian mansion, David. Yes. From the perspective <laughs> of space. <laughs> he takes you to a room, and inside the room is a, 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 a white-colored Isaki. And he raises his head slowly as you enter. Uh, hello. Hello. My name is Milton Squires, and I'm the equipment manager here at the HQ. Which is what we call it. The it's HQ. Really, yes, it's it's really Corona Artifact Divers HQ. But sometimes we find that to be a bit of a mouthful. And as an Isoki, I'm sure you understand what a mouthful really is. So often we just say HQ. I'm going to kind of look him up and it's down. It's an abbreviation, HQ. I'm going to look him up and down and... Uh kind of look back it's over. It's a lot it. easier than saying the full thing. Mr. Featherbottom. Yes! I, I, I would really like to speak with you in your office. Oh, okay. Let's do that. <laughs> Come on, Milton. God damn it. And the two of them accompany you to Archie's office, which has very plush seating. And there's a humidor with cigars. <laughs> Would you like a smoke? Is it David's office? Is that where we're at? <laughs> the dream. The dream. Are there musical Kirk, instruments? Kirk looks at them and is just like, those cannot be healthy. <laughs> I'm a fae. I don't think it's going to hurt me. All these things aside, honestly, Archie... Yes! Archie Featherbottom, please. Featherstone, uh, I, sir! I don't believe that 
I've seen the demonstration of 3,000 credits worth of investment into this. Again, we can buy this equipment for that amount, and I understand that you think that you have knowledge to offer that we can't gain without you. I would like to talk you down, however. All right. Uh, what kind of check would you like to make to do that? I don't know. Diplomacy? Sure. I'm not looking to intimidate these guys. Can I aid him on that as well? Yes, you may. It's only a 10 to aid. I do not get it with a Better 3. not. That's okay. I got a 30. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's got a plus 14 on that. Um, You smooth talk, Archie. Well, okay, 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 okay. But how about... Of course, yeah, the thousand credits for the rental, and then how about just another four hundred for the security deposit? That's a hundred each for the security deposit. That sounds like a deal, Archie Featherstone. Fantastic! We can't wait to show you. That. I mean, um, yes, this is a very astute business transaction that we just made. <laughs> Captain, I got I got a question for you, if you don't mind. And privately, Farrakhan. The stewards essentially got us these, uh, this order through Archie Featherstorm. So, first off, I don't understand really why we're paying for this. And second off, if they need a security deposit, they know how to call the stewards, don't they? Well, I'd look over at Archie from uh, Varrican and I have a little private huddle. And uh, do you have a receipt for that transaction? Yes, of course. We love receipts here. Yeah. And he goes out and he pulls out what looks like a freaking feather and a scroll. Oh, and he dips sake. the feather into some black liquid and he very meticulously and fancily writes you up a handwritten receipt on a scroll and hands it to you about 10 minutes later. Captain, I'm almost afraid to ask about um, what exactly we're getting with the security deposit. Um, what, what, what are the... What are the things that would make us lose it? Is there any kind of legal documentation being signed here? <laughs> I haven't signed anything yet. Uh, Archie, please tell us what's going to prevent us from getting these 400 credits back. Well, let Milton answer that question for you. Okay, Milton, tell us. The security deposit is just so that you bring back the suits in working order. If there's any kind of damage to them, then you would not receive the security deposit back. Oh, good. That's 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 very good. What sort of damage does it cover? Or does it, like, does it entail? We don't want any rips. A few stains we could perhaps overlook if they can be washed out easily. But blood is right out. <laughs> can I, can I quick take a, uh, uh, a moment to let we are, you know. We are not getting these deposits back. We're totally not getting these back. Uh, I, I will transfer Archie. I'll pull out on my whatever the thing that controls funds. I feel like I'm just sliding him money from my wrist. Yeah, you're just like doo, 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 boop. Yeah, beep beep beep. Whip. Does yeah. does he take credits? Is that? Yes, he's <laughs> found do himself you, in a world have where to print he has them to. out. Yeah, first do you take packed world credits? Yes, yes. We're in a world and time where we must deal with these digital transactions, mm-hmm. even though I don't like them. Well, I literally just drained the entirety of my credits. I am down to zero. 
Can I do a sense motive check on this guy? Absolutely. He, yeah, he seems like he's trying to take us for a ride right now. I would aid him. 15 on the die for 24. And the aid and is 26 for aid, yeah. right? Yeah, so, like, this guy is transparent. I'm probably not acting him out the way I mean him to be. But what you get from him is that he is extremely excited to have people to like show where to go and how to do these things like he these two live for this this is why they're in the artifact divers hq probably one of those like once every three or four months a group like us comes along at at tourist trap basically that they just no no you don't get it like it's not like that it's more that they're just huge nerds and they just really really enjoy what they do I've definitely pulled the nerd vibe, like the nerd duo from from these two. And that's right. that's the vibe you get from them. You don't think they're trying to take you for like money. In fact, you feel that if you tried really hard, you could probably get them to do it for free just because they want to do it so bad. Well, I don't want to take them for all they're worth. But no, let's do, let's do that. Yeah, I kind of want that. The bubbles, you don't talk. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll pass them all my credits. Uh, nobody else in the crew needs to contribute anything there. I'm going to look at him and go, Archie, I really hope that your expertise comes in some sort of hand. We are entering some interesting territory, and I may need to have a quick discussion with you after you've fully agreed to it as to what we're going to be looking for. Do you have the receipt now, yes? Yes! And he hands you the the scroll. He kind of blows on it a little bit to get the ink to dry. And I kind of lay it flat on the table and tap a few things. My wrist communicator, a little blue line goes across it, and I move <laughs> my arm slowly across the document to scan it. And then uh, I will probably use a cantrip to just burn the scroll after that. Ah! That was a work of art! Uh, sorry, I have it in digital format. Would you like me to email it to you? Do you know how many years I took calligraphy? Well, I, I have a picture of it. I could still show it to you. It's not the same, oh. but it's all right. It's your property. Yeah, well, technically it is. Yes, I'm going to send this over to the stewards right away, and I'm going to uh, forward all stewards HQ. Please refund ASAP. I'm now broke. <laughs> <said."> <laughs> uh, Very good. This is not in our job description at all. That we yeah, seriously. Pay for equipment. Like, this is not what I was expecting. Please refund my account as soon as necessary. Uh, Speaking of pay, did we get paid for our weekly steward? I assumed that we did, and that actually came out of what I paid them just Yeah, that would just be automatic, I'd say. Okay, how much was that a week? 838. Hold on, let me double check. 865. How, How many weeks have we been doing this? Just one? It has not been long. It's yeah, just I think it was I, just one because I, I rolled really week. low on the, uh, the travel rolls. Apparently, Varrican's tweak to the autopilot gets us there faster. Yeah. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Archie and Milton take you back to the equipment room to get you all suited up. The radiation suits are very thin, but they seem very nice. Uh, they would go underneath the armor that you wear. And Do they, they all make have sure suits big enough? 
for Mr. Bubbles? How big is Mr. Bubbles? They've sewn like two of them together. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's like six foot six, three hundred and fifteen pounds, and he's a bus. Yeah, uh, they they have they have made one that works for you, but it is definitely one of a kind. I mean, I'd like to say Mr. Bubbles is big for a Vesk, but then again, most Vesk are kind of huge, right? Yeah. So maybe they just already have Vesk radiation suits? They very well may. Vesks do like their action. True story. Uh, Milton, where are you from, son? Oh, I'm from here, sir. You grew up in Corona? Yes. Oh. And you enjoy your life here? Oh, I do very much, I have to say. What sort of artifacts would you still find yourself diving for after spending a lifetime taking tourists to dive for artifacts? Oh, we don't take the tourists to the real dives. Those go into the solar flares of the sun itself. It is very dangerous. But there are all sorts of things within the plasma itself. Um, then as we're getting suited up, I'm just going to call for fully transparent team meeting about what we might be going into for these two to fully listen in on. Kursk, what do we know about the, the leech situation? We understand that the last time we encountered them that there was a swarm of them. Do we find some sort of flame variant of these monstrosities here? Yes, based on our discussion with the last guy, uh, there, there does seem to be the possibility that not all the leeches are exactly the same, or perhaps their incubation period is longer than we have had a chance to see. Yes, we don't get the chance to observe these things before we blow them up when we get there. Correct. Well, then, uh, I would say, Verican, do you think that there's any sort of special ammunition that we're going to need to accommodate for? You don't find some sort of cold rounds might assist us here, or something of that nature. Are there cold rounds? Cold energy is one of the energy types. That's right. Can you get, like, energy bullets? You can get weapon fusion. Yeah, I think you'd have to... Yeah, I think you'd have to oh. something like that. Or you'd need, like, a, a weapon that was specifically cold damage, like a cold damage pistol. Which there certainly are. Well, then, Mr. Bubbles, do you have your arsenal picked out for this excursion? There's, there's like freezing ice grenades, aren't there? Cry- cryo grenades. Yeah, cryo is what cryo? you're looking for. Double check, I don't already have some. I don't. Uh, there is a zero pistol frostbite class that. Adding uh, a frost for. fusion to your weapon is a level five and it's 720 credits. No shit. I could be shooting. Simple as that, huh? In millimeter rounds. Wait, does it add the frost thing to your. To like just to the weapon, I believe so. What's it called again? Cryo grenades are level six. Weapon fusion. Ooh, rough. The frost fusion imbues a weapon with the icy cold of a dead world far from the system sun. That's pretty fucking metal. <laughs> That's pretty fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it counts as magic and it's a hybrid item. Okay, so is it? Uh, the only reason I want to ask is because suddenly I find myself wishing I didn't drop Shifting Surge because I could just take any energy weapon you have and turn it into cold damage, but no. I already got rid of that. So. It seems like a 
Tyler problem at this point. They, oh, <laughs> don't fuck with me, Benzie. <laughs> I can't believe you'd get rid of such a useful spell. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. As, as we're getting suited up here, I'm not hiding behind any sort of predisposition as to what these two are getting into. And what I'm actually looking for is as we're describing, you know, the leeches, what we're looking for, the possibility of like fire or, you know, uh, some sort of elementally infused undead disease giving leeches you know i'm trying to sense motive on the reaction to this conversation as well sure go ahead and give me a sense motive check i'm bad at these by the way perception i'm so much better at perception i'm so much better it's a plus three rather than a plus. (laughs) i know wisdom's not my thing i get a 19 (laughs) um they seem interested like they're like they're listening but they're also trying to be polite and look like they're not listening they don't seem shaken at all by the fact that we're talking about creatures that are going to try to kill us and stuff. No, they seem much more fascinated than, like, put off or surprised. Like, elementals mostly live in the bazaar? Like, fire elementals? And Ephrides, yeah. Can I make some sort of check to see, like, more info on fire elementals and Ephrides so I know, like, what they are and would cold weapons be good against them? Or yes. other things that might live in that area. Yes, you can make that kind of a check. That would be like physical life science? science, life science. Yeah, either one of those, I'd say. I'll do the exact same roll for me. So we'll just roll it up. Oh airplane. god. Um, well, we will use it. On Space point. Ooh, that's the exact opposite. I went from a <laughs> two on the die to a nineteen on the die, so I get a twenty-eight. Very good. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent you would know that things that are fire-based, which like most things that live on the sun are going to be, and certainly uh, with what you know about the Brass Bazaar with your culture check from earlier, that most of the creatures in the Brass Bazaar are going to be fire-based. Yeah, cold weapons are going to deal them extra damage for sure. The 28, anything else useful about those two cre- those creatures? What about immunity? <laughs> What, you mean like fire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Uh, Captain, if I can make a suggestion. We we have two options that we can use for weapons as far as this goes. The first one is we can certainly load up on frost weapon fusions for it. Each That's going to allow us to do a little bit more punch with all of our weapons, or we could just go straight for one frostbite class cryo pistol gonna be around the price of it to upload or to modify all of our weapons for well you can take me out of the weapons to modify category kirsch you're gonna need your weapon modified i do not foresee using my pistol very much i think really beric and you and bubbles are the ones that need to focus on these things and with that in mind, if you need a fusion, a couple of weapons that you have, the frost fusions. Uh, Archie, do you want to know where we might be able to find something like that nearby that isn't in the bazaar? You. Oh, you certainly aren't going to find any coal items in the bazaar. Yeah, <laughs> that would voice. be like a bunch of vampires selling sun potions. But what you could find is anything about you want in uh, the uh, hypermarket. We're going to have to take a side trip back 
back to the Harper Market, I think, then. Easy trip to make on Sherry. It is not hard to get to. Do you want to take your radiation suits off? They can get a bit warm. No, we got to get used to them. The crew is fine. Well, I'm debating if I want to just get a cryo this, pistol. Instead is a hail, hail pistol sub-zero. It's only 120 credits. It's 1d4 cold and piercing. What level is it? A level one. Mm. Could go cheap, yeah. Well, it's either that or you go to the zero pistol frostbite class for about 300 times the cost. Yeah. Holy shit. Actually, it's about 30 times the cost. Well, okay. For so, an extra D2 of damage. But the fusion. And more range. So the fusion is... How much uh, damage does the fusion do? Half of the weapon's damage type is replaced with cold damage. So... So it doesn't do any more damage, it just makes some of it cold. Right. Which just on its own accord is really what we're looking for here. Yeah. Right. And how much are those fusions? 700, I think. I mean, Ted, Benzie, do you think, can you guys spare 700 from your own staff? Oh yeah, for sure. I think think it might be worth it just to get the fusion for it, because you can turn it on and off, too. Do you have so, to like affix it to a weapon, or I haven't looked yeah, into it's that. Like at a, all. It's like a weapon mod, basically. Got it. It can be attached to any weapon to infuse it with magic. Ooh. Is there anything that you need to do to attach it? I mean, can anybody do it? Does that have to be done by somebody specific? I know in like two E, you have to make a crafting check in order to uh, do that kind infusions. of stuff. Oh man, actually, uh, characters trained in mysticism can transfer a fusion. Costs half as much as it would to initially purchase the fusion, using the level of the new weapon to determine the price. To have somebody else do it, or what if you have someone that is trained in mysticism? It just says any character trained in mysticism can transfer the fusion. I think that's from weapon to weapon, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's from weapon to weapon. Yeah. Yeah, so after you initially buy the fusion, you can transfer it from one weapon to another for a portion of its cost. And Kirsch would have to do that. So yeah, if you get a new weapon, you can change it. So then, I mean, a cold fusion is probably not a bad idea to add. I think I'd rather go for that than an entire pistol, just because I have three guns already. Can it be added to melee weapons, or is it uh, range only? Uh, Any weapon to infuse it with magic. Yep, just half the weapon's damage type is replaced with cold damage. I'll do that for my dodge bow. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that for my my semi-auto pistol. So we're going to have two fusions in, semi-auto pistol and the Doshko? Yeah. Does your weapon have to be at, least as, high, as, at least as high level as the oh, fusion, I think? Oh, shit. I missed that then. Oh, so you need to actually have a weapon that level. Yeah, item level. Each weapon fusion has an uh, item level, and a fusion can't be placed on a weapon that has a lower uh, level than the fusion's item level. So what level is the fusion again? Five. five. So you all need to upgrade to level five weapons. Is that something that's even possible right now? I'm not going to be able to afford that's it. That's the yeah, max we can expensive. get right now, and the level five weapons, it looks like, are all in the 3,000 range. <sighs> there goes that idea. My Fuck, yeah, remember. it does. Guess you're back to the the uh, back to the pistol, p- the one d four pistol. <laughs> I mean, at this point, that's still probably the better option. Yeah, maybe. Man, if that's only we had it. a spell that could change the energy type. <laughs> Fucking Benzie. <laughs> <laughs> 
God damn it. God, you're so useful right now. How is this still a thing? Session one, this was a thing, and here we are. I love it. Even after I made concessions to change my spell list. Makes me very happy. Oh, well, good. Good. All right, no, I'm not actually upset about it. Um, I, I guess we just go in with a frost pistol for what, 750? Yeah, that's uh, not bad. I mean, you can get the cheap one that's got a smaller, it's, it's only 120, <laughs> but it's got a smaller range and does less damage. I mean, if we're gonna be spending this on to make sure we've got elemental advantage, but if the weakness, or I guess I don't actually know how it works in Starfinder, does it? I don't, just I don't like, know either. At like two E, it would be yeah, like it's, week it's five. And so what does that mean? Does it take one hundred fifty percent more damage? Yeah, it's fifty percent more. Fifty percent more. Uh, uh, I found something that I'm totally willing to either buy or go have this with with Mr. Bubbles. It is a uh, coolant sprayer. So it's 1d4 cold damage and a blast. Range blast increment is, is 20. Yeah. Is that like a cone? Yeah. It is a cone. I roll one attack for each target in the cone. It's a cone that extends only to its first range increment, which, which is 20, 20 feet. That's a so, big fucking cone. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to be our best bet if we're worried about a swarm of fire leeches. Then we just have a fire extinguisher. Very good. That's very smart for you. How much does Although, that cost? That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Sixteen hundred. I can't wield it at all, so it's going to be on bubbles. And I can—I'll uh, throw half if you want, or I can pay for it all. It doesn't matter. Sixteen hundred. I'll throw in half on that. Yeah. That's eight hundred apiece. Yep. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> can you put in the order to reserve it at the uh, at the store so we can pick the it up? We go. The hypermarket. <laughs> Just like Cabela's. Place, just like put it, put in place an order, curbside pickup. Can never be too safe. Yeah, contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the future they've discovered that that's just probably the best call in all situations. So everybody's just used to it now. Well, I mean, Captain, we got our radiation suit, so if we need to interact with the store people, that's going to be no problem. It's fine. Just turn on the mask, <laughs> gentlemen. Mr. Featherstone, Mr. Squires, tell me, what exactly do you get out of this expedition? Is it the thrill? Is it the adventure? Or is it the danger? Captain Vale, may I be blunt with you? Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. What have you spent the most time in your life doing? Glimpsing into alternate realities. That was not an answer I was expecting to hear. <laughs> Do you ever share this information with other people? Mm, yeah, frequently. Good friends, acquaintances, why? Do you enjoy sharing the information you glean from ahem, glimpsing into alternate realities? Um, sure. I have spent my whole life being an artifact diver there is nothing I love more. And to share it with new people is a great joy. Also, we have to get money somehow. I quite like your metal. And I think we may have a conversation for later, but we are about to go into a potentially very dangerous, potentially very undead situation. Oh my! As I'm sure you've heard, 
so no well now i have obviously thank you uh i hope you understand that there's going to be a lot of danger here and if i may be so bold if you plan on coming out of this we could always use a few crew members of your expertise on the zuriel well i certainly appreciate the offer but uh, i'm probably just gonna keep diving for artifacts on the sun if it's all the same to you also we'll take you to where you need to go but we're probably gonna stay outside in the transport oh you're not actually oh well fine i thought you were coming with us never mind then we're explorers not combatants i retract my offer then that's fine i wasn't going to accept it all right i might have no you wouldn't have squires shut up Let's talk to Milton after this and see if we can use another equipment guy on this area. Please. We need to go to the hypermarket to go pick up a fancy new ice-throwing piece of equipment and... What? Into Vale's, into Vale's mind, Curse goes like, do we talk to show them where we want to go? See if they have any thoughts on it? Mm. I mean, we've come this far. Do we have some sort of map that I could show them? You just have coordinates. Like, we have the coordinates, so okay. I think we could show them those. Yeah, that'd be easy enough. I'd share the coordinates with him. I'll nod to Kirschk and thank him. I can't communicate with you. Recir- reciprocally? Reciprocate. I can't reciprocate that telepathic. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, I give up. You had like four extra syllables on there. I know, it's so bad. <laughs> I was just asking if I could reciprocate the telepathic communication. There we go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Even when I'm just the player. But yeah, I'll, I'll nod to uh, Kirsch and uh, tell him these are the coordinates of where we're trying to go. Mm, very interesting. Yes, underneath the Brass Bazaar. Very strange and unusual. Certainly we would be able to find a way there, though. I have confidence. Have you ever dove into this particular area before? Mm, nearby. What was it like? Mm, heavy radiation most of the time. It's very strange. It's uh, nobody really knows how the bubbles work or work or where they came from or how it all functions. It's like there's a core of earth that everything rests on and it goes very deep. Uh, nobody knows exactly what it is, but that's where this would be buried inside how long can one stay down there at all for with these radiation suits now the radiation suits will work as long as you've got batteries to power them did we pick up batteries for these you have like a million batteries in your group loot all right then we're fine all right so if you want to go pick up those weapons uh, or that weapon i would say you are simply just able to do that it would not be difficult after you've picked up the weapon, then Featherstone would ask if you're ready to head down. What do you say, Captain? Ready when we are. Then let's go. He leads you to his shuttle, which is a very bullet-shaped thing. It looks like it's designed to go through small tunnels. Uh, you all have to sit single file, and uh, Mr. Bubbles, you barely fit inside of it. Like, it is very cramped for you. You look like, I don't know, a gorilla inside of a Kia. <laughs> I feel like I should take offense, but I'll take it. So basically it looks like me when I used to drive that Nissan Versa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. So he takes off in his ship. Milton is 
crammed in the back just because he wants to come along too. It takes a little while, but he dives the ship down into these strange tunnels that you can make a life science check to have an idea of what they might be. Kirsch can do that. He will get a 25. You have heard of like giant worms that can bore tunnels and it kind of looks like that. Like they're not straight. They're not things that look like machines would make them. Uh, And you can see almost like teeth or claw marks in these tunnels. It's very odd. And uh, he weaves and winds his way, ever making more progress towards the coordinates. You would certainly be able to notice just in the periphery that radiation warnings are sounding in the ship, but it's protected and you're protected with your suits. So uh, nothing to fear there. After probably an hour, he pulls up to an area and says, all right. We're as close as we can get in the vehicle. We'll have to go the last few hundred meters on foot. Or you will, at least. If I look outside the shuttle, what do we see exactly? Darkness. Um, There's lights from the shuttle, and anything that's not being lit by the shuttle's lights is just flat dark. Uh, There are the large tunnels that this little shuttle is able to fit through. It's like it's specifically designed to fit in them. And then there's a smaller one that this simply can't fit through, that you'd have to go through on foot. And anybody who is medium or larger will be, like, cramped trying to go through it. But he tells you that go down that tunnel and you should come out at the coordinates. How long has it been dark during this travel? It's pretty much the whole time. Yeah, ever since you started diving underground. Got it. All right. I I, I guess we're ready for this then. Keep the flashlights on. Keep the comms open. Fail will kind of step out into this cramped space, but he's got his walking stick and he sets it down with his radiation suit and turns back to the crew and he says, well, gentlemen, let's go fight some fire leeches or some shit. And then we'll start walking down the tunnel. So as you go down the tunnel, again, if you're medium or larger, it is very cramped. If you have claustrophobia, it probably acts up a little bit. As you continue, the tunnel gets a little bit more worked. In fact, you start to see what appears to be man-made walls and floor. It's not rounded on the bottom. It's now flat on the bottom and uh, rounded on the top, but flat on the sides as well. During like this whole walk, Varrican is just like, he's got one hand out uh, on his gun, like holding the flashlight onto it. And the other hand is like clutching like the necklace that he wears with the, right. the magazine on it. He's just like clutching the magazine the whole time. <laughs> Eventually you do start to see light coming up in front of you and I am going to share a map. So go ahead and order yourselves however you'd want to be. As you enter this area, some people pop out and they're like, we're going to kill you and I need some initiatives. <laughs> No, straight to the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very straight to the point. They are not very verbose. Yeah, quit, skip the room description, get straight to the combat. Uh, the room, it looks like it's made of stone that has been worked by uh, machines. The roof is still just rough stone, and uh, it's all kind of like this muddy reddish color. Uh, there is a small the, amount of light. What are the creatures that we see? They look very much like some of the FEO thugs that you've run into in the past. Okay. As we dive in combat, do I have initiative, Mr. Bubbles? I do not have your initiative. 
I'm disconnecting from Minecraft right now. Sorry. Oh, combat! <sighs> combat! It's your time to shine. <laughs> what am I? What am I slapping, boys? What am I slapping? <laughs> <laughs> what, two hours of RP is over now. All right, let's go. God damn it! <laughs> you still get last. Well, the first to act is going to be Corpse Folk Thug One, and he did twenty-four. Um, he tied. So, so what's your initiative? I have a plus so five. That must just be a two E thing. Oh my god, he has a plus five too. Roll off. Roll a D twenty there, Varric. Oh shit. Oh god. God damn it. You motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry about that. I roll a twenty. That's true. Well, I guess the bitch goes first. Yep. So he pulls out a gun that looks familiar. Uh you've seen them carrying these before. It looks like it shoots like needles. And uh he fires it at you. Uh whoever's in front, that would be Mr. Bubbles. It's no. an eighteen to hit your KAC, which looks like it hits. Yeah, my KAC is eighteen. He is going to deal you four points of piercing damage, and I need a fortitude save, please. Sixteen. Nothing happens. Then going to be Varrican's turn. Uh, Varrican is going to run past Mr. Bubbles into the tunnel. Uh, he's going to run over to... Which which is the one that shot him? To the right. To the right? He's going to run over to the right and as he's doing that, make a trick attack against Corpse Folk Thug 1 and does a 31 beat... 20 plus his CR. Yes. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. And then he's going to take a shot with the nine millimeter. And I already, I had it drawn out just because it had the flashlight right. on it too. Yep. So. You specifically said that. So. All right. Take a quick shot. 18 to hit. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So this is with the trick attack then. And I did get a bonus on third level to add my. I got weapon focus, I believe. So nice. get to yeah. add some more damage to it. Yeah, weapon focus. So one d eight plus one d six plus three. Weapon right. specializations when that lets you do like your level yes. of damage. Thank you. Uh, so thirteen points of damage to him. Shit, he does not like that. Is that your turn? Yep, that's my turn. All right. Well, it's the second guy's turn, and he's like, "Holy shit! This little fucking space otter is fast and furious!" <laughs> and uh, he turns towards you, and will take a shot at you with his needle or pistol. And he only gets an eight to hit, which looks like it's a miss. Right. He is then going to take a step back, like into that area, and I need to. Oh yeah, everyone knows that we're here now because I just shot off a gun in a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> It's just echoing around. Bank. We're, we're all now deaf. <laughs> well, we have our helmets on and everything, so. Yeah, I feel like we should all have, like, ear protection. Because yeah, we David, know I that you have, shoot. Uh, dark vision of 60 feet, I believe. Okay. So I don't know if that matters at all for sight. Definitely it will. What is the light level in here? A low light. Um, low light, yeah, for sure low light. They've got some lights in here, but not a lot. It is now Kirsch's turn. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to move into this room a little bit, and then I will use telekinetic projectile on Thug One. Kirsch gets a 21 to hit. Uh, absolutely. We will deal him five damage. He is dead. Nice. 
So I was hoping I could take him down, finish him off so that Mr. Bubbles can uh, focus on the other enemy. And, and in- that will be my turn. It is Mr. Bubbles' turn. I'm going to hit this guy with my uh, Dashko. All right. 21 to hit. Absolutely. 17 damage. Dead. Did you just one-shot this dude? (laughs) Yes, he did. Is it my turn yet? Um, You are out of combat. Veil. I'll step into into the room after my crew cleans up the two uh, corpse folk thugs. Nicely dead, gentlemen. Uh, To the right or to the left? This is a perfect time to split the party, you know? Ah. Always I just start walking left. I walk. I walk up to Varrican and slap him. <laughs> Next at the party. In my reading, I heard I read about this old old adventuring group that always went left first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just walking left. Uh, um, Bubble seems to have made up his mind. Let's go. We, there's two passages. One to the left. One to the right. The one to the right goes in a straight corridor for uh, maybe 20, 30 feet. But the one to the left immediately makes like a curving to the left and to the right pattern. And Bubbles struts in. Yes, Mr. Bubbles does in fact choose the left corridor, which kind of bends a little bit, and he opens it up, or it opens up into a. Uh, there's no door. An open room that is hot. This room is hot. You can see that there are five holes on the floor, and coming out of each hole feels like a furnace, just like heat radiating up outwards out of those holes. Physical science check, just to, like, is this like an opening, something that's less shielded or something? Sure, you can try and figure it out. 18. You have no idea what this is. You, it's like, it, it, all it is is it looks like holes with really hot superheated air coming out of them uh, i'm gonna do just a perception check if that's so okay can we, can we see down the holes at all or is it just complete darkness describe to me how you want to try and look down a hole almost like kind of at an angle like let's say the hole is coming up right in front of me it's like just kind of standing on the side of it just kind of standing on my tippy toes to get a little bit taller and looking sort of down not putting my head over the circle at all though all right that perfect that is what i was looking for wait while such, he does such that, a loaded question yeah. he does that i want to do something sure sure which hole are you looking down i don't want to tell you i mean i can see what it's i can the, see whatever <laughs> hole are you looking down uh the one the small one right in front of me right to it's the hole as soon as we walk in I, mean, okay, I, th- I toss a fray grenade down it. Oh. As he's looking down it. Really? Yeah, I'm just going to, like, lob one over into the hole. I mean, like, as soon as it hits that heat, it's going to go. So, what's its range? Like, it's exploding. Nice. That's probably 10 feet. 10 feet, yeah. So, That's- both of you. It's going to be you two. I, I, you're going to have to do reflex saves for this frag grenade. As so it doesn't it, go down the hole? It doesn't make it down the hole at all. As soon as it hits this super hot air, it explodes. Nice. Fuck. <laughs> so. Guess who's the only one who's going to take damage from this? <laughs> oh, max damage, too. And I, failed, I think I failed the reflex save. Yes. 
26 damage. Varrican succeeds the reflex save, and you have evasion, I assume, right? Yep. All so right. I take no damage from it. Mr. Bubbles fails the reflex save and rolls a six on his frag grenade damage. So, yeah. Does evasion really even work for grenades? That makes it even more powerful. It's like anything that's reflex save. It's a reflex, yeah. Yeah, an effect that normally has a partial effect on a successful save. Yeah, that makes it even more powerful in Starfinder. <laughs> True. The fact that anybody can buy a grenade and just toss it. Well, I mean, they might not be terribly good at it, but still. Mr. Bubbles, strangely, you all of a sudden start to feel a little ill. From my grenade flowing up? No. You take a negative two penalty to charisma-based ability checks and skill checks. <laughs> So my charisma's a six, though. Oh, no, he's not going to talk as well. <laughs> I get bored of this room, and I walk over here. Could you give me a fortitude save as you do so? Mm, ten. You take an additional negative two penalty to charisma checks. Oh, no, my charisma's a four. If you have one or more levels in a spellcasting class whose key ability scores charisma, it's not. You can't cast your two highest levels of spells. So is it an actual negative two to charisma, or is it just a negative two to charisma-based checks? Negative two penalty to charisma-based ability checks and skill checks. Okay. All right, so Mr. Bubbles is walking north into another room, a circular room this time, and as you do so, um, go ahead and make a perception check. Can I ask, as I was walking through that room, um, I mean, is there anything I sense that would be making me give you those saves? I mean, was it like, it was just like the air was really hot or was it like, did I smell anything? You look down and uh, you notice that the needle from the corpse folks gun is still sticking in you. Oh, I pull it out? Okay. You failed your initial fortitude save on that poison, but it has a minute onset. Do I notice... Like Wait, I failed the initial fortitude save? You yeah, did. you did. What did I get on that one? Was a 16. Okay. But go ahead and give me a perception check, Mr. Bubbles, as you go into that next room. I don't want him. Nice. Zero with a nat one. <laughs> right. Well, you don't notice anything, but everybody go ahead and give me some initiatives. Oh, my God. God wow. damn it. That's some not very good initiatives yeah, as well. It's nice, too, because we're really spread out in this scenario. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Many of the party are still back. They haven't even made it to the fire expulsion room. I mean, it's, well, uh, nobody was moving, so I just kept going. Yeah, if you guys want to say you're up with Mr. Bubbles, that'd be fine. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm up with Mr. Bubbles. I will say that I'm at the entrance of the room t that has the five holes in it. I mean, it kind of looks like the five pips on a die. It does. I mean, uh, were you there when he dropped bigger. the grenade? No, not at all. But I can imagine <laughs> after the grenade went off, Vale would like rush into the room and go, what was that? What's going on? Uh, and Mr. Bubbles is already across the room. Yeah. And Bubbles is trying to kill us right now. Very so. uh, good. It's everything okay. He dropped a grenade. And it just went off. Yeah. All right. Gosh. Chris is going to run the numbers quick and be like, there's a temperature required for that to happen. It would be 500 degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very hot room, it would seem. Did that puncture his radiation suit? God damn it, we're not going to get the security deposit back. <laughs>
No, I've, I've got that all figured out. Don't you worry. Oh, Don't Jesus. Worry. <laughs> With that needle sticking in me? Yeah, yeah that kind of threw, threw a whole wrench in my plan. I didn't plan that out as well as I could have. I'm like, ah, I've got it all figured out. When they get the low stamina points, that means that their suit's going to be breached and they're going to pay the fucking security deposit and other things. Too. <laughs> it means they're going to have to roll for the fucking radio. Then I didn't think about the, uh, the, the needle or things. Oh, man. So, oh, that's amazing. Ah, well. Anyway, uh, there's a combat initiating, and the first yeah. to act is a fire elemental. Uh, Mr. Bubbles, you do not see this at all, and suddenly from your west pops out a little fire elemental guy. He's that almost- would be a correct use of the word suddenly, Tyler. <laughs> I, I was... I, I don't... I can't... <laughs> and uh, he will make an attack on you, Mr. Bubbles. He slams his little fiery fist at your kneecaps and gets a 28 to hit your KAC. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bubbles, you will take six points of fire damage. Oh, no. Okay. And then uh, it is now Kirsch's turn. Kirsch is a very long ways away. Again, if you would have thought that your character would have moved up further with Mr. Bubbles, you can certainly say that. At best, I would have been at the back of the group. Yeah, that's what I'd say. So do they even know I'm fighting something? I mean, I don't talk. That's a fair point. You don't make any noise when a flaming... Noise would I do? Like, stomp my foot? Fuck, I just got burned? I don't know what kind of noise is that. Ah! I mean, it did six damage. It's it's like a paper cut. Varrican, you'd be able to see... Okay. I will move in to about there, but 15 feet south of Mr. Bubbles, and we will stick with the trusty telekinetic projectile. Good. 20 to hit. Absolutely. When it works all the time. Yeah, why not do it? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll do him five damage. Next up is Varrican. Uh, so I am going to run up, and I can move 40 feet now with my quick movement. Nice. To right there. And do I notice anything else in the room? Do you want me to make another perception check? No, you don't notice anything else in the room. <laughs> up in the room with bubbles and the fire elemental. Yeah, but I am going to do a stealth check as part of my trick attack. Does that, does a 30 beat 20 plus its CR? What would you do if I said no? I would immediately take my other 40 feet of movement and run out the side and leave Mr. Bubbles behind. As hilarious <laughs> as that would be. <laughs> 30 does beat 20 points. Okay. And then I'm going to take a shot with my pistol here. 16 hit. Hit. 1d8 plus 1d6 plus 3. Nine damage to it, uh, nice. and I have been forgetting about this, so I apologize. But it is flat-footed. I know that this is like a huge thing as far as like interpreting the rules for it. But if I succeed at the check, I deal an additional one d four additional damage, and the target is flat-footed. Okay, Mr. Bubbles, it is your turn, and I need another fortitude save, please. Matt twenty. There 25. you go. You save. That could have killed you. Yeah, seriously. Let's fuck. No, it can't. <laughs> yes, it can. Charisma going to zero doesn't kill me. So, I definitely it does. So, I definitely fucked up the poisons last time we did this in Starfinder. Poisons work on a system of stages. 
healthy, weakened, impaired, pliable, catatonic, dead. And some poisons stop at a certain one of those. Like once they get you to that, they don't go any further. But any poison that can go all the way to dead, it doesn't matter if it's a charisma poison, and there's poisons for each stat. And uh, if it takes you all the way to dead, you're dead. Actually, I don't think this one can. This one can only take you to pliable. I'm sorry, it can't kill you. I'm sorry, could I interject in how sexual pliable is? <laughs> the victim has little sense of self and goes along with nearly any order or suggestion. Creatures yep. attempting bluff, diplomacy, or intimidate checks against her automatically succeed, though diplomacy checks to improve her attitude still have the normal DC. Yes, it is your turn now, Bubbles. You do still have a negative two penalty, um, uh, actually a negative, negative four penalty to charisma-based ability checks and skill checks. <laughs> so my charisma's a four. <laughs> As if you cared. Uh, I'm going to hero point that because I just rolled a one to hit it. Ooh. Nah. Yeah, I will because I don't, I don't know if Vale's going to kill it. 24 to hit it. You hit. It's dead. I am certain. 12 damage. Nice. It is dead. I am then... Assuming we're out of initiative. Yes. I'm going to use a uh, resolve point to refill my stamina. So we'd have to sit here for 10 minutes. Yes, please. Uh, Vale's going to walk through the hot room, being that we went through a second combat where I literally didn't even have a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which fair i talk a lot so that's you know that's legit uh vale's gonna walk through the hot room oh. also you roll shitty yeah i, I mean yeah. even if you participated in combat what would you have done i mean in this case i would have dealt it 1d3 cold damage tried <laughs> to you know what vale's just gonna walk up to bubbles and be like where the fuck are you going so quickly you have a needle in your goddamn arm I take the 10 minutes to repair my stamina as he scolds me. <laughs> we've got nerds, we've got undead, we've got fire elementals. What more could a space adventurer want? Join us again next time to see what mysteries the crew uncovers in the Sunjin. You, you get it? You, you see what I did there? Sunjun. Sunjun. I'll see myself out. Until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn. <laughs>